<laughs> What's up, everybody? What's up? It's your boy Hendrix. Happy hour with Hendrix. Today, oh, it's February 24th. It's another one, lovely, lovely Wednesday. And like we always say, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Um, but before watching the show, small advisory, parental advisory. You need to be 18 or older, but we prefer 21 and up. If you're going to be watching the show, these are our opinions and our opinions alone. And it is what it is. So now that we got all that out the way, we got all legal stuff out the way. How the hell are you doing? We survived snow Last week was rough on everybody. Right? It was rough. We had below temperature, below freezing temperatures, below zero temperatures in the state of Texas, as far south as Dallas. Now, with that being said, happy hour with Hendrix. We've been doing beauty of the week. However, given the circumstances of the last week, I want to do this week, I want to give a special shout out to all the teachers and all the nurses. So, Instead of having a singular person, this week, our beauties are the teachers and the nurses. I want to tip my hat to you and give you a round of applause and thank each and every one of you all for what the work you've been doing. Um, even over the last year, you all have been killing it, and you are much appreciated, all of you. So thank you, thank you very much. Now, Getting into the show. Last week. Didn't have a show. Because we were experiencing sub-zero temperatures in the state of Texas. Now, given the coronavirus and the sub-zero temperatures, if at this point you are not prepared for an emergency, if you're not thinking about getting prepared for an emergency, something is wrong with you. Seriously, right? Something is seriously wrong with you. Peoples, we survived. Everybody didn't. We had a lot of loss of life. But for those that you, of you that are watching the show, we survived. And one of the things that I need you to make sure that you are doing is being prepared for an emergency situation. So tonight's show is about being prepared for an emergency situation. Now, in the state of Texas, we are used to dealing with tornadoes, right? Tornadoes, hurricanes, eh, they don't bother us too much, right? We're used to dealing with that. Usually when they happen, the power goes out. However, when these things happen, the power going out is usually during a decent time of year where the power going out, temperatures are not below zero. Temperatures do not reach freezing in your home. So need to put on mental hat, mental note. If you don't, take notes. We're going to get you prepared tonight for an emergency situation. Now, understanding that everybody's budget is slightly different, Understanding that, you know, 
we all have different means and ability. I totally understand that. However, give you a few little hints and tricks on how to be prepared for a situation. Number one, first thing you need to do is assess your current situation. Now, if last week didn't teach you anything, it should teach you, number one, watch the weather. That's key. Number two, what did you not have that you really needed? Right? Did you have candles or any kind of lighting source? Did you have an alternative power source for your home? Did you have the ability to feed yourself? Things you need to think about. Did you have gas in your car? So then when the weather did lighten up, you were able to move around. A lot of people weren't prepared. And you got caught, as my coach used to say, with your pants down around your ankles. And you know what happens after that. You got screwed. And apparently a lot of y'all got screwed with no Vaseline. It is what it is. But we're going to take this, and instead of looking at it as a loss, we're going to take this and make a lesson out of it so it doesn't happen again. So, again, first thing you need to do is assess your situation. A couple of things you should have. You should have an emergency kit, right? Have an emergency kit. In this emergency kit, you should have things like, I don't know, water, some snacks, some food that you can survive on, uh, batteries, power sources. You should have these things. Uh, alternative power sources. So you might run out of batteries. Batteries may die. What you going to do after that? You might need some candles. You know, a couple of people like to use tea lights. Tea lights work very well. Give you enough light. They don't emit a whole bunch of heat. And you can put them just about anywhere. You know, you have enough of them. Hey, it could be a romantic night for you and your boo thing. It works. But. When you think about building an emergency kit, because a lot of people don't actually know. But after going through last week, you should have some key things in there. Again, a couple of batteries, lighting sources like a flashlight candle. You might have to have some emergency documents, important documents that you need. Um, you have food, way to feed yourself. Those are things that you should have, right? Key little things. Doesn't have to be huge just enough to provide you and your, your household some substance and some, you know, some stability during times of an emergency. This emergency preparedness kit should be kept in something that is not easily destructible or destroyed by water, at least here in the state of Texas, because that's our biggest threat, right? Our biggest threat is water. So something plastic would be good. Now, if you live in an area like California, you might want to use something metal because they have a lot of wildfires out there and earthquakes. You know, depending on where your area, you have to, you know, make slight adjustments. But one of the things I want to tell everybody is right now, this is not the time to go out and buy stuff for emergencies. This is not the time. I understand everybody's scared, everybody's shook. But if you want to make your dollar stretch, this is not the time to go do that. All prices are jacked up. They're elevated because companies know 
that people are trying to get this and this is on the forefront of their mind. So they're, I don't want to say price gouging per se, but they've increased the prices because demand is high and their supply is low. Easy, simple, you know, economics lesson. Demand is high. Price is going to be high because your supply is low. Really, really simple. What you want to do is at this point, you want to start making your list and getting your list together. And then set yourself a reminder in your calendar, on your phone, your email, whatever. Set yourself a reminder within two months, you need to start going through this list and start actually purchasing those things a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time won't hurt and will not sting you as much in your pocketbook. $20, $30 here, $20, $30 there. By the time you know it, when her, uh, tornado season rolls around in September, October, you'll be ready to go. All right? So everybody wants to go out and run out and get a generator. Again, this is not the time. Generator, absolutely. Having one on hand, having a gas can for it so you can refill it. Perfect. Great idea. Not the time to do it. Hold off. And I tell you this because if you hold off and wait till around the 4th of July, they're going to have sales on these things. 4th of July, Labor Day, Memorial Day. These are the times to buy those things because they're going to go on sale. It's the middle of the summer. People aren't thinking about it. You know, that's not really what people are thinking about. They're thinking about having fun, getting out, going camping. And that's not really on the top of their list. So just keep this thought process in your head. In the summertime, you prepare for winter. In the wintertime, you prepare for summer, right? Because you prepare during the off season. So when that season actually rolls around, number one, you're already good to go. Number two, the things that you're buying are off season and they're likely going to be on sale. This saves your pocketbook. Right. This makes your dollar stretch. And this is what you really want to do. You want to get the most bang for your buck. So. If you're going to start buying things now. Start small. Right. Start with, hey, I need a lighting source. I need a battery source. Get you a couple LED lanterns. Get you a couple of battery packs for your cell phone. Now. Everybody has their own choice. This is my preference, right? I can charge four devices at one time, and I can charge those four devices seven times, from, from zero all the way fully charged seven times, four devices. That's 28 devices I could fully charge from this one single battery pack. Now, I'm not going to show the name of this thing because they're not paying us. However, find your own because they have several of them out there, and this one is not solar-powered. However, you do have ones similar to this that are solar-powered, and if that's your choice, hey, that works. Now, this is quite pricey, and I can understand where somebody wouldn't, not gonna wanna spend $70, $80 on a battery pack. I understand. Have an alternative option for you. Now, this alternative option, this is actually what I started off with charges two devices. I could charge them two devices four times. And again, not going to show you brand name because they're not paying us, but something similar to this. Um, it has LED indicators on it, you know, where you can see, you know, how much power it has, but you could charge two devices four times. 
Now, is it as good as the other one? No. But in a pinch, it worked. This is my backup now. This is my go-to. Now, this one is upgraded. Again, can charge four devices. It takes micro USB and lightning. So it doesn't matter whether you're Android or uh, iPhone user. Doesn't matter. It works with both. You can charge with both cables. Also, what I like about this one is has a little LED display where it shows you the battery percentage. And another nice little feature is it has a little LED light on the side to each his own. But again, this is my go-to now. And then I have a backup. So I started off with this, something minuscule, cheap, but hey, it will get the job done later on, upgraded to this. Now I have two power sources. I could charge up to six devices, no problem. When it comes to other things, like such as generator, right? You want to think about how much power you're going to use. You want to think about what do you want to charge? What do you want to power? Uh, most people want to keep their refrigerators powered. But honestly, powering your refrigerator is probably not the best thing. Tell you why. If you keep your refrigerator and freezer door closed, the food can last up to, in your freezer, the food can last up to two, maybe three days, depending on, you know, variations in how much you have. If there's ice, you know, you can get about two, three days easy out of your freezer and then about a day and a half to two days out of your refrigerator. So you don't really need to charge that. What you might need to think about is being able to operate your microwave so you can heat up things quickly and have a warm meal. Right. So you need to power your microwave. You might want to think about being able to power your TV and cable and Internet. This way you have access to the outside world. These are things that, you know, you would need to be able to charge. Most generators come with at least four outputs. You get that output going. You get you a couple extension cords, you're good. So, again, we're going to start off slow and work our way up. So, start off with your LED lights, your lanterns, get you a couple of battery packs to charge your phones and stuff so you're not taking that power from the generator. Extension cords. You might want to look at getting a couple of those. Right now, if you think about it, this is a good time to go get fans. It's the middle of winter. Nobody's thinking about buying a fan. Get you a couple of box fans, a couple of isolate, oscillating fans. Get you a couple of those to go around your home. In the summertime, flip that. Get you a couple of space heaters. You can also get a couple of oil-powered heaters to where they use oil and don't even use power. Again, you have options. In the middle of summer, they might be a little harder to find, but when you find them, they're going to be cheap. Again. Got to think about this. Use your power of the mind and use some common sense. We want to buy in the off season. What's up, Walter? How you doing, brother? Hope you're doing all right. Yeah, got to get them on the cheap. Yes, we got to get them on the cheap, and that's what we're going to do. So I'm trying to help people out here. Now, again, don't overdo it. When you're doing this, you're not trying to heat your whole home. You're not trying to cool your whole, whole home. You want a space to where your family can be comfortable. Is it going to be the best situation? Probably not. 
but are you at least comfortable? Can you bear it, right? Because I know a lot of people that had temperatures in their home that were close to freezing. I saw a lot of people with dripping faucets where the faucets had the faucets had frozen. They left the water dripping. They had bathtubs full of water. The water was frozen. That means that the temperature in the house was below freezing. We don't want that, right? We only want it, if we can get it to 60, 65, hey, we're great. You can survive at that. Is it the best? No, it's not. But is it better than zero? Absolutely, right? This is what we want to think about. So if you should have any questions going forward, please, please, please do not hesitate to inbox us. Hey, mastergas at gmail.com. You got us on social media. You know, we got Instagram, we got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got Snapchat. If you're following the show, we got YouTube. Make sure you go to those pages and subscribe and follow us because if you message us, trust and believe, we will answer you back. Y'all have any questions about this stuff. We want you all to be prepared for the next event because living in the state of Texas, chances are a tornado is going to hit the state of Texas. Pretty much guaranteed. Tornado, hurricane will hit the state of Texas. And with that being said, we want to make sure we start preparing now so we're not caught off guard. Now, a lot of people may wonder, uh, what do you prefer? So Walter asked the questions, what do I prefer? Humidifiers or purifiers or both? Well, Walter, it all depends on the situation, right? Because... You know, you get an air purifier, that's great if you have a house that's full of dust or you have somebody in your home that's, that has allergies. Now, a humidifier helps to warm up, and it actually does a little bit of both. And, it, and again, it, it really, to me, it's all semantics, and it really depends on a situation. So me, myself, I prefer a humidifier because I'm a person where if my nose gets too dry, I will get nosebleeds. Yeah, I'm a black person that gets nosebleeds. I know. Strange. However, this is my preference. But to each person in each household, that's going to be something that you have to determine, right? Because if, again, if, if sinus infections and things like that are the problem, I would go with a humidifier. If it's more about allergies and asthma, then I would go with a, um, a air purifier, just my personal preference. But that's a choice for each individual home to make. Now, good idea to have both? Absolutely. However, these machines can get a little pricey. So you want to go with one you're going to use the most is going to have the biggest impact. Again, we go for biggest bang for your dollar. We're going to get you prepared and we're going to get you prepared on the cheap. Right. Because there's nothing better than being prepared and not having to spend a fortune. So. So we got. Power sources. We got well, we got our list. We got a couple power sources. We got somewhere to store all this stuff. Now, the next thing we want to think about is, well, how many people are you going to be preparing for? Because that's going to determine all of this. That's going to help you determine, well, what size generator do you need? What size, you know, storage kit do you need? How much food do you have? 
So these are things you got to think about and keep in mind when you start preparing your emergency kit, right? So again, it's not something that's very complex. It's just a long list to do. And it gets cumbersome and people get frustrated with it. But again, you don't have to do this all in one weekend, right? Don't have to break the bank. Spread it out over time and do a little bit at a time and you will be prepared. Because here's the funny part. Let's say you start preparing a little bit at a time and you do not get a generator and we have a hurricane or a tornado in the state of Texas and or anywhere for that matter. You have a natural disaster anywhere. But right now I'm specifically talking to the state of Texas. Let's say you don't have everything that you need, but at least you have a little bit that will help you survive and get through it. Right. Something is better than nothing. And you'd rather have 80 percent than zero percent. You might even, you know, you'd rather have 60 percent of the stuff you need than nothing. Because that 60 percent is getting you way far ahead of the game versus having nothing at all. So, again, a little bit over time, a little bit here, a little bit there. And by the time things happen, you will be prepared for the next emergency that happens. So. What else do you need to do? You think about it. What else do you need to do? You need to make sure that however you're going to be prepared, you're not, you got to make a decision of whether you're going to hunker down and stay where you're at or whether you're going to get out and try and survive and go move around. Now, in the instance of last week, getting out, moving around, Probably wasn't the best idea because we had sub-zero temperature. It was freezing cold. So sitting still was the best option. However, you have an event like a hurricane, tornado, or earthquake, you might have to be able to move around because your home may not be a structure that's habitable anymore. Clear option. So a lot of this stuff you're preparing for also has to be portable. So again, I go back to these power sources, right? Perfect. Small, can fit in your pocket, backpack, purse, what have you. But you have a lot of power and a little bitty device. The other thing is making sure that your cellular devices are prepared as well. Put your, put your phone in airplane mode when charging. Or better yet, turn it completely off. Turn off some of those background apps and those push notifications. And if you don't know how to do this, might want to get with somebody that does. So for our older watchers, no not. You know, for those that are less tech savvy, again, no not. But ask people, hey, how do I do this? Given the current situations, right now is the best time to ask because nobody's going to knock you for asking for help. Okay. Want to make sure that we use all of the tools at our disposal to make sure that we're putting ourselves in the best position as possible to survive. Now, another thing people forget about, you know, you'll have your food, your water, you might have, you know, power and stuff like that. But what about personal hygiene? People forget about that. Got to be able to brush and get grill, you know, at least be able to wash your face, a little deodorant. You know, maybe a change of clothes. Might want to think about those things. Those things are important. You need to put that in your kit as well. Something else people will forget about is medication. 
make sure your medication is easily accessible so you can get to it real quick. Think about that, because no matter what's going on, if you're a person like me, you got to be able to take your medication no matter what's going on. Hmm? One more thing to think about is, um, you know, you got your medication, you got your food, everything like that. But what about being able to actually relieve yourself? Most people don't think about it until you get caught in that situation where your stomach starts going bloop, 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 bloop. And then it's like, oh, no, what do I do? So you could be great, have food, water, all this stuff, but little items like toilet paper, toothbrush, toothpaste, soap, maybe some baby wipes, things you might need to think about. We're in a, you know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Couple of masks, hand sanitizer, no hand soap. Think about these little bitty things. Now I'm pretty sure a lot of you have some of this stuff already around your house anyway. Guess what? Start putting it in a kit so you don't have to go running around the house looking for it because it's kind of hard to look for stuff in the dark, right? So have you a little kit? Whether you put it in, you know, the coat closet under the stairs. Have you a specific place for all this stuff to be? So you're not having to run around the house, look for it. You have it in one spot and you're ready to go. Right? Hmm. With that being said, y'all, it, it just dawned on me, you know, we, we survive. Now, I don't want to go into all the who, what, where, when, and why, and what caused it. That's That's not what I'm here to do. Because there's plenty of blame to go around. And there's plenty of, you know, we can point fingers at a whole bunch of people. The thing about pointing fingers is if you point one finger, you got three of them pointing back at you. Remember that. If you point one finger, you got three of them pointing right back at you. So you can try and blame ERCOT, government. You can try and blame all them people. But if you were not prepared, that falls on you. And being prepared is your own responsibility. So you have to get prepared. So I I urge you, please, 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 save this video, share it, like it, subscribe, but be able to come back to this. And Emma, I, I wish I could give you a list in totality of everything that you may or may not need but I can't because every home is different. Every home's going to have its uniqueness and the items that they consider important for an emergency event. But what I will tell you is this, every home should have an emergency kit. You should be ready to go and pull these things together. Within five, 10 minutes, you should be able to pull all this stuff together and be ready to go. If you do not have small portable backpacks, get you a few. Get you a sling backpack. Get you a nice little backpack where you could put all this stuff in and be able to survive for a couple of days. Blankets, pillows, little simple things that you can survive and be able to make it with you and your family. So, oh, I, I wish, again, I wish I could tell you everything to do. 
So how do you prepare? So Walter asks, how do you prepare for a tornado other than jumping the tub, candles, phone, or light? If there's no basement near me, uh, try to not try to be in the Twister movie. <laughs> Walter, I appreciate you, man. Uh, you ask a very good question. So preparing for a tornado is slightly different. A tornado, um, one of the things people say is stand under a doorway. Or, excuse me, or the most centrally located place in your home that's away from windows. There's a reason for this. The way that a tornado works is it's wind. And physics dictates that once wind or any object hits something, the force becomes less dramatic. Now, you want to make sure you're centrally located. And yeah, jumping in the tub is probably one of the best ideas. And the reason I say that is most bathrooms are located in a central place in the home. Now, if you got a bathroom on an exterior wall, that tub is not the best place to be. Let's use a little common sense. If you have a half bathroom that's in the center of your home, that's probably going to be the best place to be. Reason being is that by the time the wind and everything hits, it will cause enough turbulence that the wind impact will not be as strong in that area. If you look at most homes, the center portion of the home usually has the least amount of damage. Now, granted, if you are in a home, <laughs> Walter says I need superpower. If you are in a home such as a mobile home or a trailer park, when it comes to tornadoes, my option is to get out, period, because your home is not grounded. Um, it is not very stable. And with wind speeds anywhere from, you know, 85 miles an hour to 140, 150 miles an hour, that home will not survive. I'm sorry. It just won't. Uh, your best option, if there's a tornado warning, get to the safest place you can. Um, if you live in a home. The lowest level, most centrally located, that's going to be the best place. Um, some people have stairwells that have spaces up under them. That's a good spot to be. But it all depends. And again, every home is slightly different. And so it's hard to say a one right answer. There is no silver bullet. But I will tell you this. Evaluate your home and see where the centrally located areas are. That, that are walled and that have the most protection and that are away from windows. That's where you want to be. Don't go to the garage. Please don't. Don't go to the garage. That's a no-no. You consider that garage door a window. Granted, you may not be able to see through it, but the thickness of that garage is about the same. It's about the same as glass. And it's going to rattle and shake and be gone in a heartbeat. So you don't want to do that. So with that being said, y'all, I've been on here for 35 minutes. Um, Again, appreciate y'all watching. Like, share, inboxes. If you have any questions about getting ready for an emergency, please, 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 inboxes. And don't forget, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Make sure you mask up. If you have the option to get the... The, the vaccine, you know, do your own personal research.
Don't listen to what somebody says. This person said, no, do your own research, right? Um, make sure you like and share the video. One of the other things is we have MTG Beauties of the Week. So we will come back next week with actual individuals. But for this week, I want to make sure I gave a shout out to the teachers and the nurses because you all have been doing your thing. And, I, you know, if nobody's shown you love, I want to make sure that I, Hendrix, and the MTG crew, we show y'all some love because we appreciate what y'all do. So if you're looking or if you have know somebody, you want to nominate somebody, hey, hit us up at mastergas at gmail.com. Send us a nice headshot and a mini mini bio. We want women that are doing their thing in the community. We want you to be active in the community, you know, whether it's, you know, you, you own your own business, you're doing social work, volunteering. We want you to be a boss lady. We want to put you on blast and we want to spotlight you because one of the things we want to do is, uh, is make sure you're seen. We're not trying to objectify you. This is not a beauty contest. This is about not about who has the best body, the best eye. No, 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 no. We're not objectifying women here. We want to show you and promote you in a positive light, not only to give you kudos for what you're doing, but also provide a reference point for our young ladies so they can see what a successful woman looks like. While we as men have it a little easier, I want you to understand that women have it a little harder and the women are the backbones of our families and of our society and we need to make sure that we are giving them their props. So when we say MTG beauty of the week, I'm not talking about physical beauty. You can be beautiful on the outside and have be ugly on the inside. I want to promote those women that are beautiful on the inside as well as the outside. Uh-oh. Sorry, y'all. Having a little technical difficulty here. Um, Sorry about that. Um, But, again, we want to promote those people that have, you know, inner beauty. So, again, to all of our ladies out there that are doing your thing, drop us a, you know, hey, hit us up. Drop us a line, mastergas at gmail.com. You know, we're taking all, you know, all nominations. You want to nominate somebody? Hey, even if you want to nominate yourself. Oh, hit the bell. Okay, lab rat. I hit the bell for you. Sorry I'm a little late on that one. But, hey, I'm sorry. I'm just doing my thing. I'm talking about it. Uh, just speaking from the heart here as I wrap up the show. So um, I, I was going to go over the show schedule before I end. Uh, so on Monday nights, you have uh, Monday Night Madness with Shimmy and the Stupid is Real. They'll alternate. So you have one on the first and third, one on the second and fourth. Every Wednesday night, it's your boy Happy Hour with Hendrix. Thursday nights, we got MTG After Dark and F-Bomb. Again, they rotate. So one week is MTG After Dark. The next week is the F-Bomb crew. And on Friday night, you catch the whole crew with MTG Live. So make sure you join us for our next show tomorrow. Um, I believe tomorrow is MTG F-Bomb. Now, if you all have not seen any of their shows, 
Y'all need to go back on our YouTube page. These people are nuts. I don't know where Q and Shimmy found these characters, but all of them are twisted, and I love it. Now, if you like me, MTG After Dark and the F-Bomb crew come on, I'm usually in bed. Hey, I don't watch it live. However, if you subscribe to a YouTube channel, you can go back and instantly watch. Or you're on Facebook, you can watch us there. Hey, you do know we live stream on Twitter and Twitch and Periscope. So no matter where you at, you got us. Want to listen to us? Don't have time to do the videos and you just want to hear the audio? We got you. We got you. So any place you get your podcast, we there. Mastergas.com. Now, there are a couple of imitators. A couple of people that have stolen our name. But if you look for our logo, that's us. Um, and you can tweet us at thegas.com. That's us. You got us. So however you want to communicate with us, we got you. With that being said, oh, thank you. Appreciate our engineers. See that lovely logo right there? That's our logo. You see that logo? That's us. You see anything else? Yeah, you might want to leave them alone. So with that being said, y'all, it's your boy Hendrix. Thank you. Thank you again. We survived. But next time, we're going to be prepared. Right? We survived. Snowmageddon. But next time, we're going to be prepared a little bit at a time. Don't have to break the bank, but make sure you're prepared for the next emergency that hits. All right, y'all. And with that, I'm out. Y'all have a good night, and I will see y'all on Friday. Don't forget to catch the F-bomb tomorrow night on the 25th, and I'm out. Peace.